Uh, okay, we are very pleased to have the busiest man in cricket at the moment. Uh, we welcome to 98 Day Out, Mr. Dinesh Karthik. Dinesh, how are you doing? Very good, Dan. Very good. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute honour and a pleasure, sir. Um, so, 2021 has been a busy year for yourself. You've been travelling all over the world. I gather you had a bit of a journey from India up to the UK this year. Yes. So, um, when I had decided to come for the World Test Championship, um, you know, they had this traffic light system called the green, amber and red. And we were definitely part of red at that point of time. So, there was no way of getting in. So, then we had to fly to a amber country stay there for 10 days and then come. And most of the countries had India on the red list. But luckily for us, when I say us, at that point of time, it was me and Sunil Gavaskar. So then we flew to Serbia. We stayed there in Belgrade for about 10 days, which was a great experience before flying out to UK. And then you've been in the UK um, all summer and a, and a very busy summer it's been as well with uh, the World Test Championship, um, which... Uh, it was kind of spoiled a little bit by the weather, but uh, we got a game in the end. And uh, I think between the two best test players playing countries in the end, so it was the right teams that made the final, I think. Um, it's just a shame there wasn't a full house to watch it. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, that's the sad part of the game because uh, given a full house, I'm sure the, the atmosphere would have been electric. But because of the COVID situation and the fact that only the crowds, I mean, the, uh, the, the ground could have a 50% capacity, and more so the fact that it rained incessantly throughout the game at various points of time made it really hard for the for the crowds to get in. But in spite of all that, the cricket was good. I think New Zealand played a terrific brand of cricket. India tried well to compete, but weren't good enough in that game. Um, and uh, it's absolutely right what you said uh, in the sense that uh, the two best teams played that final. India now in the middle of a huge test series against England. Um, they were last here in 2018. And... India get fantastic support when they visit uh, England and the UK. And uh, we saw a bit at Lords. Lords was a bit more like a full house than we're used to seeing. Uh, off to Headingley this time. It's been a fantastic series so far. Lots of high energy, high tempo cricket. Uh, what was it like being at Lords and, and, and seeing it firsthand? It was outstanding. And I say that only because the crowds were very good. And generally, the crowd that comes to Lords uh, has two sides to it. One is a very corporate atmosphere, one is a very cricket. Uh, you know, uh, cricket enthusiasts come there as well. So, um, I think both were well served. It was a great test match. Uh, India uh, India started really well. Uh, England, in many ways, uh, dominated the middle part of it, especially thanks to Joe Root. But then at the end, India picked the post. So, it was a great test match. I think it ebbed and flowed in various directions. And it was, um, it was a, a lovely test match to be part of. And up to Headingley for the next one in Leeds. I think you're going to get a big Indian contingent of fans up there coming to see Vera and the boys playing. Uh, that's going to be an occasion. Oh, yes. Uh, I think just the fact that India won this test match and there's a bit of uh, rivalry shaping up in the form of, uh, you know, of, uh, of a little bit of energy going, a little bit of what I can say, um, a very competitive energy flowing between both teams and uh, It'll be an interesting uh, uh, three test matches to follow. And Leeds obviously has a very huge, uh, you know, contingent of Asians there. So I'm expecting a lot of uh, crowd support for India. I was, I was really surprised because in the past, um, England have been a team where they have been uh, giving out the aggression and giving out the verbals. So it was quite interesting to see them on the receiving end uh, for a change um, and to see how they reacted. But uh, for me, that makes test cricket. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, it's new age India, isn't it? Uh, 
know, they are young, they're vibrant. Uh, yeah, they don't mind being in your face. Uh, uh, at times, they could even cross the line. But uh, you know, um, as as a viewer, when I watch it, I, I I like that spicy Indian team that I'm watching right now. They they make it far more interesting. And uh, and England, uh, you know, in all fairness, obviously they're competing, they're trying as well. This is their home conditions. They have uh, a lot to play for, and uh, you know, you can see that. Um, with every test match, it's only going to get better and and better and more competitive. I feel. And of course, Lords is special for you because you made your debut for India at Lords. Absolutely, yeah. I made my ODI debut uh, in Lords uh, in two thousand and four, so um, it has a special place in my heart. How does it feel? I, I ask a lot of players about Lords. Everyone says whether they're international or domestic, Lords is the place. Um, just tell me what it's like playing your first game at the home of cricket like that? Uh, in many ways, it's a little surreal because, you know, you've seen this ground, you know, for an Indian, uh, one of the greatest moments an Indian cricket fan has been part of is Kapil Dev lifting that trophy in 1983. Uh, you've seen that in the Lord's balcony. You you know the history and heritage attached to Lord's. So, you know, when you do come to the ground, walk through the long room, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a feeling that's hard to put into words. But, uh, you know, I'm very lucky that I made my debut there and it's been, uh, it has a very warm place in my heart. And talking of uh, iconic grounds, the the new stadium at Ahmedabad uh, looked quite a place. It wasn't quite full when England played India there earlier in the year, but I think that's going to be an incredible venue when uh, everything's back to normal. Oh, most definitely. I think it is, uh, in terms of capacity, the largest uh, cricket stadium in the world can house up to 110,000, which is a lot of people. And, if, you know, uh, when you get 110,000 Indian fans together, it can be very raucous. Um, <laughs> I do think uh, it's a pretty daunting ground in many ways. Uh, just the walk, just the walk into the ground from the pavilion is a pretty long one, pretty steep one actually, with with an amount of steps. Uh, so uh, it, it's a lovely ground. It's, uh, it looks good. Uh, it has some very interesting wickets that we did see in the test matches, but it played uh, it played really well to T20 as well. So it has got all the makings of being a very special uh, venue in India. You mentioned T20. Uh, I'm just looking at the calendar for the India team for the rest of the year. It's really, really busy now. I mean, obviously, you've got this big series, uh, the Test Series against England, then there's some white ball games, IPL, and then straight into the T20 World Cup in the UAE. How are the guys feeling? Do you think that it's too much or are they, they up for this challenge? Something that they've signed up for, they're aware of everything. It's just that the fact that IPL got... Because the IPL wasn't, we weren't able to finish the IPL. Midway, we had to stop due to the issues that happened related to COVID. We had to push it back by a few months. And 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 a window was uh, given by ICC. And the IPL are finding, um, have rescheduled those matches which weren't played. So, obviously, it's a little tight on the schedule. But once we get into IPL, we're only playing about six, seven games in about three weeks. So, it's not as okay. bad as it looks. So, it, it's fine. It's just that, we're, we're all going to be playing some cricket in the lead-up to the World Cup. And that can only be good uh, to keep you keep you sharp. You've been a big part of the 100, this brand new, shiny new competition, which is dividing cricket fans between the traditional ones and the new fans that have come. I've been watching this really closely and looking at the, the people that are attending. It's clearly bringing new fans to the ground. It's helped the women's game. And you guys in the commentary box seem to be really enjoying yourselves. How's it been for you? Well, I think it's a terrific tournament. Uh, just the format by itself, I've thoroughly enjoyed because it's very interesting. How I I look at it from a very captaincy tactical point of view, and it has uh, 
a lot of areas for you to work on as a captain when do you give the 10 ball over you know what sort of fields are you going to are you going to keep especially the pace of the game with the fact that if you're slow you have to add an extra fielder towards the back end of the game which could prove very costly i do feel from a tactical point of view it's very interesting but what i enjoy most is how short and crisp it is if you do want to if you do want to make it a very global sport the shorter and crisper it is the better it is for the better the chances that it's going to have over a period of time uh, with uh, cricket trying to compete in olympics uh, <clears throat> and there are some major plans and if you do want to take it global uh, it's it's a great format uh, i've thoroughly enjoyed it obviously from the com box from the pod it's been a lot of fun it's uh, you know it's young and vibrant uh, set a uh, pod as well uh, just like the players there so we have had a lot of fun the the banter amongst us has been good uh, i do think um, it will take time to settle down because as you said there's a bit of friction between the old fans and uh, obviously the new ones coming in and, and one of the main aims is to you know integrate both those together uh, one of the main aim of the tournament was to uh, you know keep the old fans in their place but also bring in some new fans which the sport was lacking to an extent and the biggest winner of it all has been the women's cricket the kind of support they have had and the quality of cricket they have played as well it's right it's absolutely and uh, it's the same way i can remember when uh, t20 first came in uh, in in 2003 there was the same kind of uh, debate about um, the quality of this uh, and you can go back further and further even when limited overs cricket was first brought in it was the same thing of traditionalist versus change if you like people there, there are some people that are just resistant to change but then after a while they look at it properly and they think oh it's not so bad most revolutions that have happened in the world over a period of time are resistance caused by a lot of uh, you know uh, people who are not look, able to look at the bigger picture and uh, eventually they decide to because they're pushed into a corner where they have to and then they realize wow you know it was the right decision by by the people who are deciding at that point of time so i think i do think this format is going through that yes there have to be a little bit of uh, you know uh, changes around it in terms of you know how you're going to schedule it uh, and i do think um, Alan Fordham who's in charge of uh, you know the schedules uh, for ECB will uh, obviously have a, a tough job on his hands but if they can make it work i do think uh, this is a tournament that the players have enjoyed playing uh, most importantly it's got a lot of young spectators uh, and uh, a very partisan crowd to uh, you know each of the franchises which is which is good to watch yeah why i'm interested in in india t20 really took off once the ipl came along and uh, the indian fans and players got behind it what was the success or the key to the success that in, in india amongst fans and players why did it explode so much in india number one uh, i don't think there was a concept like that where foreigners uh, you know integrated with indians to play any tournament so it was a, it was one of a kind at that start imagine a brendan mckellum and a saurav ganguly opening together it was just fabulous to watch uh, miss bowl hawk and rahul dravid together jack khalis and rahul dravid together so it was just fascinating to watch i've always seen them compete against each other you know be on different sides of the field but when they joined together and play in a team it was very novel it was great to watch imagine the keep on thing brendan mckellum and saurav ganguly were part of the first ever kkr team it, it was it is you know when you hear it you feel a little bit of goosebumps because they're special players captains for the nations uh, legends of their uh, you know legends for their countries and for the sport as well when they play together it's it's just a fascinating uh, view so to say and uh, you know uh, uh, many credit to the way they handled it and also have to understand india you know the is, is a is a big country with a massive population and most importantly they have a huge appetite for cricket and we, when you throw something so um, 
so new and so interesting at them. They, they were going to take it, you know, obviously take it in with both hands. But the beautiful part about IPL is uh, it's become a global tournament in many ways. People almost all over the world know what an IPL is, which is where the tournament is taken off. If you do do have a look at a few of the stats, uh, you know, from the little I know, it, it you know, it competes in many ways with an uh, NFL, with an NBA, with an EPL. So these are these are sports and tournaments that have been here for, you know, you can call it almost decades, if you may say it. And, you know, they all have a legacy to come in and within 15 years, try and establish that kind of uh, market share is something that the IPL can be very proud of. And also the fact that the cricket, the cricketing fraternity can also be very proud of the fact that, you know, they are able to play a sport which has reached, uh, you know, to a, a high proportion. Well, it's... The, the energy and, and, and the spirit of it is un, undeniable. And uh, it's always a great occasion when India comes to England um, uh, and bring all of that atmosphere. And it, it translates, whether it's Test matches, whether it's T20s, uh, or even, you know, whatever, just having India here is always a massive boost to the game of cricket. Uh, and having you here, Dinesh, has been an absolute pleasure as well. You've, you've really brought something to the commentary box and uh, we're loving your sense of style, your range of sunglasses. Uh, and, you know, what you're bringing in terms of expertise and comment uh, has been absolutely amazing. So, uh, you know, as, as a cricket fan and on behalf of cricket fans, I really thank you for, for all that you've done for us this summer. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Thank you. Cheers. Now, before you go, um, on this show, we are a mixture of cricket and music. And we ask all of our guests to request a track, and it can be absolutely anything. And the more diverse, the better. So do you have a favourite track you're listening to at the moment or maybe one of your go-to music? <laughs> Bands is actually Coldplay, so you know Coldplay, uh, Viva La Vida. You know, I love that song. Uh, yeah. Okay, well we'll play that for you, Dinesh. I know you're really busy. I'm going to let you get on, um, but many, many thanks for joining us. It's been a, a real pleasure, uh, and uh, wish you well. And uh, try and get some rest amongst this busy schedule. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Thanks a lot.